I, I was very adamant that I was not going to be a TikToker. This is a dancing app. I'm too old for this. The third video I ever made went like 100,000 views. And I was like, holy shit. But then I did another one and it hit two and a half million views. And so my first week I had two and a half million views on a video. I garnered 20,000 followers within a week. And I'm like, holy shit. What did I do? Yeah, and I was like, what did I do? And you also, I just want to note this because she's underplaying this, but you just did a brand deal too with Lincoln Park. If you don't pace yourself and you don't allow yourself to have breaks and just limit the amount of jobs that you take, you will burn Or is it? Oh, I can hear it. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. weird, right? Oh my gosh. Dude, I honestly wish that we could have this all the time whenever we shoot any videos because every time I feel like it's just not. I don't know. You're just. I also didn't change, babe. I didn't change clothes. Me either. It's okay. They're gonna know. We're just gonna look That's a little okay. slummy. It's all right. They're gonna know we shot two episodes in one day. It's I batch content all the time. No yeah. one cares. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do it. Right. Right. Is that an XL? Like That's a small. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe you should at least change shirts. Is it a large for real? No, dude. I'll show my man boobs. <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> So do you mind if we just jump right into it? Yeah. Okay, because I feel like it's most natural. But anyway, guys, welcome to the Failure Podcast. Wait. Oh, thanks for the clap. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that'll get it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Failure Podcast, guys. My name is Austin. This is my lovely wife, Devin. And uh, this is our entrepreneurship-based podcast. I don't, I'm going to have a really hard time saying that word over and over again. It's just such a tough one. Entrepreneurship. Anyway, this is my selfish way of attempting to learn from other people's crazy you know uh entrepreneurship journeys uh so yeah here we are with jessica conrad jessica is a social media influencer hello and uh she's here to talk about her story and uh you know the dirt that she went through to get to where she's at today which is pretty impressive Thank by you. the way uh we found you because you came to our coffee shop <laughs> anyway you you love devs I do love Devs. I cannot get enough of your veganizer sandwich. Oh my gosh, that is my kryptonite. Oh, so good. Every morning. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you you do it. You should post. Yeah, it's no, it's try working here, dude. Yeah, you know that's why I was just talking about my man boobs and stuff. Yeah, it's really hard not to, you know, have five of them a day. Um. Anyway, you shared a you just shared an Instagram story, and I was like, yo, okay. I was thinking, I was trying to find somebody who is endeviled in the social media influencer space and you just happen to live super super close and you have wonderful content by the way your oh, shit is you. hilarious i appreciate that we can swear on this podcast right oh yeah yes, you okay can say good yeah. i have i have a sailor mouth so i just don't want to be like oh oh oops <laughs> that is i i don't know that i could do that like i don't know that i could no. not say bad words we've tried but there's also it's, this little yeah. button that just like boo. yeah we can bleep it out yeah. too we can say shut the wait this is not the right one Hang on. You can say, shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> it's the best, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's all the entertainment you need, don't Yeah. You? No, you can even like change your voice and shit. You can change it like this. <laughs> <laughs> just straight caught off guard, right? We had our son on here the other day, and he was just in here like in this seat, and he was just messing around. And he absolutely loves the high pitch voice, like the the high, super high note, because it oh, makes yeah. him sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. So he's like, yes, oh. I wanted to listen to Alvin and the Chipmunks. But then you put him in the deep voice, and he sounds like a teenager. And he's like, I want to listen to Alvin and the Chipmunks. And it's my <laughs> three-year-old saying this. And I'm like, what is going? This is not normal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then he started talking about soccer, and all he could say was balls. <laughs> oh, and that's and the like, last thing you want to hear in a deep yeah. voice. You're like, this makes it balls. real weird. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. They're... They, three-year-olds are their minds are uh really creative oh i'm yeah i don't have kids but i'm around enough kids where i'm like i don't know where you come up with that but <laughs> i can imagine it's so fun <laughs> dude so tell us what did you uh how did you stumble upon this journey like where did it all start it's a great question so i started my tiktok journey in january of 2021 i was working an office job my corporate job from home in the pandemic where i feel like a lot of people were and i i was really struggling to stay afloat like just socially or just having a sort of creative outlet so a little bit about me like i grew up professionally dancing and competitive dancing my whole life and so i've just been a performer my whole life whether that be on a stage you know or any you know anything like that and so 
it was just kind of a challenge. I hadn't really had any social out like outlet. I didn't have any friends that I could really hang out with a ton. And so I'm like, I guess I'm just going to download this app. And, you know, I, I was very adamant that I was not going to be a TikToker. I was yeah. like, that's for the kids. This is a dancing app. I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot of how a lot of us, you know, were right. like, no, we're too old. And then I just downloaded it. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to have fun. No expectations. And I got in my first week and I had a couple videos just kind of figured out like what was happening or like how to play with transitions and just kind of figured it out. And one of my first, I think it was like the third video I ever made went like a hundred thousand views. And I was like, Holy shit. Like what is going on? But it was a trending sound. So I kind of, sure. I kind of expected it to be, but then I did another one like a couple days later and it hit two and a half million views. And so my first week I had two and a half million views on a video. I had garnered 20,000 followers within a week. And I'm like, Holy shit. What, what did is, I do? Yeah. And I was like, what did I do? Like, what is going on? And so I didn't really have, again, I didn't have a niche. I was just like, okay, like, let's just keep this going and just figure yeah. it out. Right and it way. wasn't, yeah. And so I kind of just played around again with no expectations. And then right around, I think it was May of 2021. I was like, I started seeing a lot of like nostalgia content. And as a, as a millennial, I think we all kind of hit a point where we start to see like nostalgic things. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I grew up kind of like more into like the emo and scene culture and I, I wasn't really seeing that represented on social media and I was mm-hmm. like I see a lot of you know what I like to deem as, as basic bitch nostalgia <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like the Hollister it's all yeah, that stuff true. too and I was like I didn't really see anybody at the time and I was like okay I'm just gonna try this and I kind of just took a creative risk and it blew up and I was like oh wow I guess I think this is I think this is where we're going with this and so I kind of just committed to it and it just kept going and going and going and going and going and I, I just kind of kept running with it. I had, again, had no expectations with it. Um, and then around July of 2021, my dad passed away and I got fired from a corporate job of nine years. And oh my so my whole world kind of just came crumbling down. I'm like, I would have no job. I thought I was going to retire with this company. I thought I was going to advance. And like, you know, my whole identity is just like, I don't know where I'm going. Dude, and that is intense. Yeah. They all, so I lost my job and then my dad passed away three days later and I'm wow. just like, yeah, it, it was just a whirlwind. It was just so much to deal with. And like, I'm so grateful. Like my husband is just such a rock solid person, but mm-hmm. cause you know, he looked at me and he's like, look, I, I think you're really passionate about social media mm-hmm. and I want you to pursue this. He's like, don't, I will take care of everything. I yeah. just want you to pursue this because you're really good at this, and this really ma- this makes you happy. What a good man! Dude. Oh, seriously, yeah. like <laughs> you said, you said two things there that really resonated with me, and one of them was you said risk. Mm-hmm. You said it, you took the risk and you went for it, and that's super like that's something that I feel like not everybody is willing to do, and the people that are willing to take that risk always end up you know, with the reward, you got to risk it to get the biscuit type shit. You know, Devin says that to me all the time. I love that. That's a great motto. That is, is it's like, if you don't take risks in life, if you don't risk, you know, the, the fear of judgment or the fear of failure, Mm -hmm. you're never going to fucking get anywhere. No, it's, it's just not, nothing's going to happen. You know, you're going to be stuck in the same spot that you were yesterday. And one, you also, it sounds like to me that you had one, you were just like, fuck it. You know, like yeah. what, what do I have to lose at this point? Yep. And then you hit that point and you're like, well, here I am. Right. And then you said it perfectly. I'm like, there's nothing left to lose. I have no career. I have no, you know, my, my fam, part of my family's got like, I'm just like, what do I do? Yeah. And I literally channeled all of that into creativity. And I think this is, this is like where the, the biggest risk I think I've ever pushed myself to do, but it's had the, like you said, the biggest payoff mm-hmm. because I just really hustled for the next couple months. And then a couple months later, one of my first collaborations ever, which is absolutely crazy, but was with the band Silverstein. Yeah, that's insane. That is nuts. I did not know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. See, I, it's one, that's, it sounds like it was almost fate for you because you just, you just like two into it, three into it, you get this 100,000 views. Your next one is two and a half million views. Your first collaboration is with Silverstein, mm-hmm. which is unreal, right, dude? Right, yeah. Like how? And and you also, I just want to note this because she's underplaying this, but you just did a brand deal too with Lincoln Park. I did. Which I saw it on TikTok the other day, <laughs> and you were talking about Chester Bennington, who has a plays like has a huge place in my heart, oh, dude. Yes, that guy has 
a voice. I mean, that is a true angel. I mean, that guy was unreal. Oh, this, so and, and you said you said it plays into my millennial uh, my millennial <laughs> self. You know, really hits <laughs> right? me because we are we're millennials. But like Lincoln Park was was the was the shit. Oh yeah, it is the shit, dude. It's the only band that I can think of that in has maintained relevance for as long as they have and mm-hmm. and been through what they have been through as a band yeah. and their ability to maintain that like true like in I'm, i they didn't lose relevance ever no and you don't very seldomly go come find a band that has that puts out repeated albums that are just solid like usually after the fourth album so it's like good. yeah Ugh. like usually like bands kind of like to taper off and there's and that's nothing wrong with that but just it's really hard to sustain that and i totally understand and i don't fault anybody for that but they have like you said just keep they're one of those bands that i would say they put up banger after banger and they don't flop no they really don't it's 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 one of those things where you just like any any piece of content they put out no matter what it is even if it's videos like i'll find myself scrolling through youtube and just watching their live shit Mm -hmm. and i don't do that yeah i don't i don't scroll through through youtube looking for other bands live videos uh you know but like Linkin Park is one of those. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could have seen them live. I never got the opportunity to do that. You can just hear the pain in Chester's voice. And I think that that's what stands out so much to them as a band is because you can hear, like, it's one thing to just sing and write about something that's painful, but you can hear it to the Mm -hmm. point where it gives you full body chills. And I feel like most people can attest to that. Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing to capture Mm -hmm. as an artist. 100%. And that's probably why they have remained so relevant too. Because we can all kind of relate, relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we everybody goes through struggle. Everybody has that pain, but like, uh, just his ability to 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 portray that via his voice mm-hmm. was, was something that's unmatched. It I don't it will never be matched. And you know? reach so many people too. Totally. I didn't. I didn't at that point before when when he passed. I didn't. Uh, I remember thinking in my head, "There's no other artist really that I." No offense, this is no, no dog on anybody who is who is in the music industry right now. But there's nobody else that would have really like impacted me the way that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my dad talks about Elvis all the time, and the death of Elvis. Uh, you know how he was just like, oh, you know, he was just such a great, you know, artist and blah blah. And like that was like that era. But uh, to me, I feel like you know, he was somebody that really. And I think it Thanks also means freaking weed blowers, dude. <laughs> I think it also means more too, especially when you find an artist at a trying time like that. And you like when you find that in that moment, they just always will hold so near and dear to you. And I think that that's like just, yeah. Shoot. Right. Pause. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, dude. He's going to go tell the dude. Damn leaf wow. Yeah. Those leaves have been there for how long? <laughs> Than of all time, right? the one time we're shooting a podcast, yeah. bro, and, and you want to, <laughs> you want to leaf blow my leases. stairs, right? Yeah. Anyway, and we're talking about Chester Bennington, but we love you, Chester. Wait, no, R.A.P. Great dude. Anyway, well, it looks like Nick fixed the problem because that went really, really <laughs> fast. He's probably like, "Yo, get out of here, dude." <laughs> Did you tell him to move? <laughs> go, go blow leaves somewhere else yeah go blow the other leaves man yeah. anyway yeah lincoln park that's Sorry. crazy first off your journey is unreal dude thank you i appreciate that's, that that's props to you man because that sounds it's uh crazy. it's i was gonna say it sounds nerve-wracking um how do you how do you deal with a like one that obviously you have your your husband who's super supportive of you yeah. but do you have to deal with uh you know like financial stress at all within it not particularly. I'm no. very, very grateful. My husband has been the the big, I, I don't even know how to phrase this correctly, but just like the breadwinner as we just joke. <laughs> but he's just like, I will take care of it. You just focus on you. And super basically rad. anything I bring in is just kind of extra, which, mm-hmm. and I like that mentality. I think it takes the pressure because I, I, I mean, I'm still very new in the game and I don't definitely don't have it all figured out sure (laughs) and there's still i'm constantly learning but it's just kind of nice to be able to learn and manage that without the expectation of like oh i shit i have to like really scramble to do this Mm -hmm. and so i don't i'm I'm very grateful that i don't have to overwork myself because it's challenging having a creative job (laughs) and i Mm -hmm. i didn't anticipate this before i jumped into this like how draining creatively don't get me wrong it's one of the best jobs in the entire world but yes it's if you don't pace yourself and you don't allow yourself to you know have breaks and just limit the amount of jobs that you take you will burn out 
and you will burn out so fast. (laughs) I feel that so hard. It's so difficult to continue that creative like uh, mind and like continue to portray that, especially when like all the algorithm wants is fucking consistency. Yep. And so you're like, okay, so what you want is three a day. Uh, you know, Instagram wants like two pictures a day, three reels and like a fucking Mm -hmm. bazillion stories. Right. Right. So you have all the shit that you have to put out and I have to continuously create this content. Well, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do tomorrow. So how dude, I, I mean, I hit a point where at one point I remember with devs, I just, I just stopped. Like I just didn't post anything for like, like what felt like probably like two weeks because it was like, I just don't have anything in me anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just constantly like, you don't realize what that takes out of you. Oh, so much. And it's mentally, it's depressing almost because then you're like, okay, well, I can't think of anything. What am I going to do? Right. And you wonder like, oh, like are people going to be upset that I'm not posting? And you're like, but I think that that's a really good sign to like recognize that and just be like, no, yeah. just take a break. Your business is still here. You're yeah. s- you're still breathing. How do you manage that now? Uh, it's challenging at times. <laughs> like, what do you um, do? Do you just have like a schedule, or do you just have? Do you try and like write all your thoughts down in a book? I found that like what helps me with creative ideas here is like is is second I have an idea in my brain, even if I'm like, it's something fucking random, and I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of making a drink, and while I'm working a shift or something like that, I will just t- t- text Devin and be like, "Yo, uh, pineapple raspberry." With OJ, Red I'll come Bull. Back to this later. We're gonna call it this. We're gonna call. It, what did I say the other day? We're gonna call it the, the a, meltdown. Meltdown or something. Meltdown, I don't know. I was. Know. It was not that specific combo drink. But anyway, stuff like that is like super hard to. Yeah. You know, continue. So what? How do you? How do you battle that? I usually have a running list, so I am a chaotic person. <laughs> so I have a notes. I have like four or five notes full of just random thoughts. <laughs> like um, pages of notes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or I have them in my phone. So I just put it down and right. I'll be like, oh, and it's always like late night. I don't know if you guys ever get this where it's like 11 yes. o'clock and you're like, I need to be yes. winding down. All of a sudden you're like, shit, this would be a great idea. And you're like, <laughs> and then you like, the wheels start turning and you're like, no, I'm supposed to be winding down. I'm definitely supposed to be winding down. And you're like, no, I don't want to do this now, but yes, it's challenging. So I usually yeah. keep like a running notes. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only yeah. way I can stay organized. Or sometimes, too, like, I think with what I do, too, I mostly the nostalgia. Like, I try to, like, pick specific memories yeah. or things, like, I went through or, or maybe embellish some memories that I'm like, this was this, or maybe we can make this a little funnier. Mm-hmm. So just kind of playing into experience or taking, like, experiences, like, I witnessed or stuff like that and just kind of remembering and looking at pictures and, like, kind of going back in the archives. So it's, I think it's good to, like, revisit, especially, like, for what I do because it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, nostalgia-driven, so. Re- Real-life shit, I feel like, hits better, too. Like, actually, oh, if, yeah. you can, if you can take, like, real life, you're, like, in the moment of real shit and you're like, oh, that was a good idea. I need to write that down. You know, I feel like if you try and yeah. think too hard about it, that is when you you don't, like the natural shit never happens. Right, you don't, so don't want to overcomplicate it. Yeah, it almost <laughs> has to come on a whim for mm-hmm. it to be the bangers, you know? But yeah, dude, it's it's tough. But you have some really interesting stuff too. Thank you, I appreciate you have, that. You have some, uh, <laughs> some really funny ones and I feel like most of your ideas, like I can just picture you making these videos. By the way, there's one, the... The high school one where you go from being the mom we'll show this on the podcast okay, too but okay. where you go from being like the high school girl to the mom oh when you <laughs> <laughs> like what was that like shooting that um it's really funny so the specific filter that i use for my mom character <laughs> i the first time i found that it's so it's literally called Karen. And I was like, this is so funny. Because my mom actually has a Karen haircut. And I'm oh like, my gosh. Dude, and yes. so it's funny because, and I haven't told this story before either. So this is an exclusive. Uh, so the sweater that I wear as my mom character, my mom actually got that for me. And I love my oh, mom no. to death. But my mom cannot gauge my style whatsoever. And it's like, it was like on the clearance department at like Fred Meyer. And she's like, I got this really cute sweater. And I was like... I will never wear this. <laughs> and I just, pre- I, like, I think we all do that with like our parents. So you're just like, this is such a horrible gift, but I'm just going to pretend I like it. And they're like, donate immediately. Oh my God. Uh, so I got that as a gift. And, I, and then I, I was kind of going through stuff and I was like, you know what? This is so perfect for a mom character. I'm like, let's just keep it. And I just ran with it. And then now I have two because my mom's like, she has the same one. And so she's like, I was oh. cleaning out my closet. And I was like, I will take them now. Because Dude, it's, it is the best. And I totally like get that too. There's totally those gifts where you're, 
or even I feel like I've been guilty of that too, where I know somebody was like pity being like, oh, thank you so much. But I've given a shitty gift. Cause and they're like, mm. I hate this so much. And you can just read them and they're like, they're just being nice to my face. Dude, that's 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 some straight up creativity, though. You got to watch this, babe. Look at this. Great. It is the best. Yeah, totally That's one of my like favorite videos I've made too. Software homecoming. Yep. Right, yeah. right. And for I'm like, sure. I just wanted it. So I sat on that idea for like a year. Really? I sat on that for a year, and we finally made that happen earlier this year, and I was so excited because that's just one of those ones that just does not work digitally like you have yeah. to have somebody in person and i was so grateful that alex was down for it yeah so. speaking of alex <laughs> yes alex was in a couple he's in a couple of your videos yes so how did you meet alex so i found him by accident um <laughs> so i'm really good friends um uh with somebody who has a has a record label and he was telling me that he did a compilation of like the black parade songs but it was by smaller bands and they were all covered. And that is a love language. I am a diehard MCR fan. They were my emo awakening. And oh, so yeah. I'm like, anything MCR, I'm like, I am balls in. And so I he, I listened to it and I was like, I was kind of like, you know, listening to a couple songs and I, I came across, so he did a cover of the song Cancer off the Black Parade. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like he's got one of those voices where it just kind of stops you in your tracks and you're like, like everything stood still. And I was like, holy crap. So I found him and I kind of, started to like dive through his music and I was listening to his originals and I was like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. And so I found out, I was like, I'm going to give him a follow on Instagram. And he already followed me on Instagram and he's in Seattle. You're like, oh, it's not that far away. And I'm like, what are the odds? What are the odds? And he right. reached out to me like instantly. And he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm a huge fan. Like let's work together. And I was like, hell yeah. And so he's, he's down. He's awesome. He puts up with all my shenanigans and I'm like, I had this really weird idea. I'm like, hear me out. And I could, I, I feel like I have to convince him, but he's he's really up for whatever, and he's yeah. so talented. So that's, great. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've totally done that so many times where I'm like, <laughs> have to like, hey, so uh, I have this really good plan. You're gonna follow me, and I'm gonna walk into the middle of a Home Depot in a Sasquatch suit, and I'm just gonna give people a bunch of shit. So you good with that? And people are like, um, I saw that. That's, that's he's fun. like Nick's like, should I like hold the camera down here or like what? But and you're just like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> like, what do I do? Dude, Don't so get my double chin. <laughs> I wanna I wanna touch on this because this guy one he did a cover which you you told me to listen to. Yes. And as I I wish I could have videotaped my reaction, but. I was astounded at the fact that of, of like the tone and I don't know, just his voice is just like un, unreal. Like I say, I cannot find, I have so many videos I have to go through. So, but I have a video of him singing in a field and it's magical. Um, I, like I said, he's, when he sings, it sounds the same. And I was, that was my first time hearing him the last time he came down. And I was, I was just like, Oh, Dude, wow. That one that you posted where you guys are walking in that, park i think i yes. recognize the park up there by the way yes yes yeah. you were walking in the park and he was just you thought what who was the person that you guys were saying he was kellen quinn <laughs> who's kellen quinn the lead singer of sleeping with sirens okay uh, so there's a funny story so and the reason I, I i'm laughing so hard so i had this idea and so every video that he posts all the comments kellen quinn kellen quinn and it like without fail like yeah. there's a hundred comments sure and i can only imagine how irritating that would be to hear somebody <laughs> compare you to somebody else in every single video and so i pitched the idea he came over it and we were like filming and i was like hear me out hear me out and i i i, I knew he was gonna like shut me down and i was like i told him i said if you're not comfortable with it yeah let's let's scratch it but i'm like can you sing this clip of sleeping with and he's singing a sleeping with sirens song sure. so I'm like just give the people what they want and it took off and I'm so <laughs> glad that it did because like his fans say the same thing and he will never cover a sleeping with sirens song no and so I was like okay we gotta give him a little something yeah and it was so yeah. funny yeah we uh, that was the second take that we did that twice and that was the second take he nailed Dude, it right a, off the bat baby you gotta um, you have to watch this video you have to go find all of those because there's some that are just unreal I I, I have it yeah just added to my list now. I've listened okay. to it over and over again for the I past like four or five years. I have two unedited videos that we did together that I'm still working on. So another one with a mom character. It's it's very cringe, but it's funny. 
What's going on, guys? This episode of The Failure Podcast, it's sponsored by Plant Powered Marketing. Now listen, I could sell some of the greatest coffee in the world, but if nobody can find me on Google, if I rank crap page 10, no one's buying that, right? So one of the biggest things is contractors, or if you're in the service-based industry that we struggle with, is being able to be seen on Google. Okay, plant-powered marketing, Spencer and his team, they will take your low-ranking website, they will knock it up to number one. They use visual aids to be able to show you the progress as you go from low-ranking to high-ranking in whatever zip code you want, by the way. They'll, they'll hook it up. They specialize in web design, SEO, and overall digital marketing is, is just their echelon, okay? And it's the nice part about this too is these guys focus on strictly contracting or service-based businesses. So they know the unique challenges that you guys face. They know what you guys deal with. They know the, the struggle of finding leads, okay? They're amazing. It works, you guys. Go check them out. Go to www.plantpoweredmarketing.com right now. You can schedule a free consultation with Spencer and his team. You won't regret it, guys. Back to the program. Boom! So, so do, you shoot, do you shoot... You batch content, I would assume. It depends on what I'm doing. Like, if I'm doing, like, a normal look, like, today, I could knock out... I mean, I could shoot a video every single day. But when mm -hmm. I do, like, my scene character, like, my emo character, that's a lot of makeup. It's a yeah. lot of getting... There's a lot of accessories. So I try to batch it because it's just... It's a very... It takes, you know, a couple hours to get ready. And it's just... It's a very grueling process. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you could tell somebody, like... If, if... For somebody on the outside looking in... Mm -hmm who has absolutely no idea what it is that you go through on a daily basis. That is something that let's say they would not know. Like they like something you, you wish you could tell people that they have no idea of. What, what would that be? Um, that there is so much thought that goes into every single video. Um, I think a lot of people think that, and I think the same thing with partnerships too, is I think there's a lot of people um, and, and I, this is a knock, not a knock on anybody in general that take partnerships, but I'm so, so particular with the partnerships that I take. I'm not just one of those people that's just going to take every single thing thrown at me. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a brand that I really believe in, have good moral values. And it also needs to be a product that people can afford Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. that is no something doubt. that drives me absolutely crazy that I see constantly when I see like influencers. I'm like, Oh, this product's cool. Oh, it's $348. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Like a water infuser. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and also too, like, I think too, is making sure that everything that I do is something that somebody who follows me would appreciate a discount code on, or maybe find out about something that they didn't know existed. And I think that it's like, you're not going to see me promoting windshield wiper fluid. Mm -hmm. You're like, what, what does this make sense? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. So it's like right. what I do, like why would, what does that correlate? So I think that there's, there's so much thought and there's, I think a lot of people assume the worst right. too. And I think everyone's like, there's this, I said this a while ago, but, Society really hates influencers. They really do. Yeah. Like, and trust me, I get it. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> I follow influencers in the wild too. And I think it's so funny. But at the same time, like, that's your job too. So it's like, it's a double edged sword. So I think it's hard too because I think a lot of people ha think that there's like malicious intent behind people who do content. When that really isn't the case, like for me, I just want people to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I want people to enjoy it. I want them to laugh, cry, you know, reminisce, rejoice. It's not malicious intended at all. Like my purpose is to make you feel something and make you happy. Yeah. And that's one thing like I personally don't do with my brand. I will not post about po politics. I will not post about current events because everybody gets bombarded with that on a daily basis. You don't need another person shoving that down your throat. Props, dude. And it's, it's challenging. But honestly, too, like, my opinions don't affect somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just something that, like, and I, and I definitely think that people should be involved. But I just don't think, like, my page specifically is an escape. Yeah. And I think people come because it's there's nothing stressful about it. And I want it to maintain that. And I think it's really challenging. And I don't. I don't condemn anybody for doing that, but that's just something that I personally will not do. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's, I, that's amazing for one. Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's rad. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Thank we, you. we, yeah. we need more of that because I feel like society has gone in a direction where it's just, even well, you said, you said like social medias are, are, or social media, social media influencers are, are uh, almost like looked down upon as if, you know, you're, 
taking the easy route, but nobody realizes how much work you actually put into that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And (laughs) what you actually do. Um, and it's also like this stereotypical like stigma that like, Oh, you're an influencer. Like, right. mm, Yeah. You probably just fucking be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Right. But yeah, nobody realizes actually what you do and how much planning and coordination goes into that. Yeah. But no, you made a really, really great point. That was, uh, that one like hit me a little bit because I was like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah, that's really cool that you want that. You know, like it's morality wise, like that's cool to know that that's what you want your audience to see yeah. and what how you want to affect them is in a positive, fun, enjoyable manner and not something that where you're just, you know, here to just cater to the next fucking clickbait. Right, exactly. You, you you almost can't really do that, to be honest with you. <clears throat> no. The way that your content is, is organized. You yeah. kind of have to create your own shit. Right. You, which makes it even probably more difficult mm-hmm. for you. Like you can't really, a lot of people will apply their social media content to relevant events. Mm-hmm. You kind of can't do that. You have to make yeah. your own shit. So it's, yeah. I mean, there's certain things that like, I mean, like if there's something happening in the world, I'm like, Ooh, I gotta like jump in on that too. And sometimes you can add and chime in things that are, but like, I always try to put a positive spin on it. Sure. Like, I mean, and that it's not always the occasion too, but if, if I'm really into a song, I'm like, we're going to make a video and share this because like, this is cool. And like, I want people to find this. Like I, I use videos from small bands all the time. And it's just, it's really cool for me to be able to uplift and put small bands on the radar of people that they probably would have never known about. Yeah. You get the most, you get the most uh, gratitude out of that type of stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Cause realistically you find the, you know, I mean, I, I personally find that I get the most value. I'm, I'm It's kind of a, a selfish way of putting things to be honest with you, but you get the most value out of life when you can give to somebody without expecting anything in return. Yes. And there's nothing more rewarding than doing so mm-hmm. and so you you being able to implement that with your content's fucking dope dude thanks and it's been really cool too and i've had i've had a lot of people send me like really like personal messages i have like i've, I've heard this story before but i have a mom who follows me and i don't know the full details um but she lost her son at a really young age i think yeah. he was in his early 20s i don't know how he passed but Ugh. he w- went through the nemo phase and she she shared with me, she's like, I follow you because it reminds me of my son who's no longer here. Oh. And like that to me, it makes me almost like cry every time I, every time I bring it up. But to me, that's just so powerful too, because you can't bring people back, but to be able to provide comfort to somebody who's lost a child, I cannot even fathom the pain that yeah. that would like feel like I, I just, I can't even like wrap my brain around that. Do you feel like that puts any pressure on you too? I think it does. I think it does. And I think like an un un not intentional, but yeah, an, a pressure that you feel like you kind of carry is to hold this character for, for people. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you about too, yes. is it like your character. Like, do you feel like you are the same outside of social media as you are in the, you know, the videos? I feel like I am. I think it's, it's, I, I've seen, I've seen both sides of it. So I have always been a really out there person. I know you and I talked about this. I'm like, I'm just all over the place. I grew up <laughs> yeah, performing. I, I, you know, I was in theater growing up. I competitive, like I was in dance my whole life. Right. And so like, for me, just performing feels really natural. And, um, I, I feel like it is so true to me, but it's funny because I've had people I went to school with that were like, I didn't know you were like this. Like, it's been really <laughs> weird too. like, the amount of people, cause I was really quiet. I was sure. really quiet. I kept to myself like most in middle school. I was bullied really hard in middle school and I just kind of kept to myself in high school. And like, it's been weird cause people I went to school with, they're like, I didn't know like you were like this. Like I just would have never guessed, but like people who like I was close with, they're like, Oh, this is so you like, sure. we're not surprised. Sure. So it's been kind of cool. Like I, I mean, it's a hundred percent me. It's mm-hmm. so very me. It's, it's not, I mean, I think like, in a setting like this, I'm obviously, I can't be like, you know, doing like weird, crazy shit, but 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 yeah. Authenticity is what you're trying to get at. Being authentic is what, what really sets you, uh, you know, apart from, and do you think that that really makes a massive difference in social media in general? Like, do you think there's people that are, cause I guess this is kind of a open-ended question, but I find, I mean, I spend a lot of time on social media Mm -hmm. and I find that my content is, because it's more authentic and more real and I show more emotion and I'm not afraid 
to show that emotion or just like what I fucking do on the daily, Mm -hmm. like that real shit is what really gets people's attention because they can relate to it more. Yeah. So do you, I mean, do you think that that is, is impactful and changes the, I mean, trajectory of your content? Yeah. Because you want it to be more authentic? Oh, absolutely. And I think, and everything I do comes from a very genuine standpoint. And I think like you said too, like people want to see you. They want, Mm -hmm. they follow you because they want, like people don't do business with businesses. They do business with people and they want to know the people behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think that that's just so important. I love that you do that too. I think it really stands out because I think it's really easy to fall into a trap of like, Oh, this person's doing this. So I need to do this. And the thing is, is that, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I think we all overlap, you know, content or or what we do at Oversaturate. It's hard not to. Everybody's fucking done something. Right. And it's so hard not to, but I think what's really, I think the brands and the people that stand out are the people that are not afraid to show up and do what feels genuine to them. Yeah. Because I mean, and I say that too, because I, that's kind of how I started when I was doing social media. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I saw this, I'm gonna try this. But then I was like, this is not satisfying in any way. But then what really stood out. And I think what's been a huge hit to my success too, is authenticity is coming in, writing a sketch from scratch and not following trending sounds and having it still perform so well because I'm putting so much love and attention into that. And I think that people gravitate towards authenticity. Yeah. And I, I, I think you hit it right on the head. No, I totally agree. There's been so many occasions where I remember like, do you remember the time when our, uh, our, our awning got hit mm-hmm. like three times in a oh, month? Yeah. Dude. So I built this, like I rebuilt our coffee shop from not rebuilt it. Okay. This is before we did the inside. I we revamped the outside and like they had these super cheap like uh, I don't know what you'd call them. They were uh, uh, pressure pressure treated four by four posts and then these awnings and I thought it looked like mm-hmm. doo doo and I wanted to like do some like it did wood look burning. Like it did. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do it to spruce it up a little bit, so I did these you know I, these these beautiful posts that had this yeah like, it's burnt wood white awning on it and yeah yeah you know like, they looked pretty nice and within the first take into like consideration the height of some of the no, trucks dude. that oh, come through no. when i was designing this <clears throat> there's a there's some people who were telling me they were like we should have like a 10% downgrade and i just remember being like okay that's a lot for water to run down cuz want you want the water to run down like a roof you know so yeah. it doesn't get stuck up there but it's, it doesn't need to be like a massive grade. Like this thing was like four feet long. Anyway, the thing got fucking hit like six <laughs> times within a month, right? And I remember making videos and being like, <laughs> what was it? I, the first one, I was like holding a hammer and I was like, well, this is take number seven of who the fuck knows of how many times Austin's going to replace the goddamn awning. <laughs> awning. <laughs> and I just remember like, I don't know. Just that was the stuff that always resonated with people. Yeah. Was, well, like, I think when people see the behind the scenes, they're like, oh, that sucks. Is it like, and then people, I think, are more inclined to want to help. And yeah. they're like, oh, I want to support them even more. Like, oh, look how much sure. love and attention they're putting into their business. I think that that's a really cool element to add. It is. It is. It's so much love. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it love. It really is. <laughs> Dude. Wow. Okay. So I, I have a... Uh, hang on a second. This one's deep. This one's super deep. In fact, I know exactly what it is. I don't even need to read it, but negativity. Oh, yes. The bane of my existence. <laughs> so negativity is something that, and depression is super easy to come upon uh, when you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of people, you know, judging you. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. You're putting yourself out there to be judged. Yes. So how do you not internalize every single comment? That comes through that was a huge challenge in the beginning and i and i've gotten better and then i'll go through waves where i'm like oh, it sucks but like for the most part it it's challenging in the beginning um i think it, you just i think the point that i got to where i got really frustrated and it got me down really bad because everyone's putting their two cents in they're like i i get called literally everything i get People are like, oh my gosh, you faked your emo phase. Like, you're just a cheerleader. And I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing too, is that you I think- You don't know me, bro. Right, and people just love to come up with wild assumptions. And I think for me, understanding that those comments and those people come from a place of hurt, because when you show up as yourself authentically, that threatens a lot of people's existence. Yeah. And I, I've never understood that personally, and so I think it's a really, it's challenging for me to wrap my mind around it. But I think in the beginning I got really defensive where I was like, why would people say this? But at the end, I got to a point where I'm like, these people don't want to know me. They just want to assume. So why am I going to explain myself to people who truly don't give a shit about me? They don't want to understand. They don't, they just want to fire at somebody on fire, you know, some crazy shit at somebody online yeah. and then just move along with their day. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's, I think to a point where I got to where I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, I've had people go as far as, like, email and harassing me. I've had people send me DMs. Um, And what's really funny, too, is that, like, I think people forget that, like, there's a person behind that or they just comment something not intending. You're a human, too. Right. And so, and there's every once in a while, I haven't done it in a while, but, like, I'll call people out and be like, why do you feel that way? Yeah. And it's always mad. Like, I'm yeah. sorry to say that, but it's always like some, well, of course. Yeah. It's always some Chad from Arkansas that like, <laughs> is like, you're ugly. You're like, okay. Why All, right. Even? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, it's challenging. And I think, I think for me, it's just knowing who I am at the end of the day and what I bring to the table. And I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I say this now, but like, like tomorrow I could be like, I could get a hundred comments and then be like crying. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just sucks. Yeah. It sucks too, that people don't want to take the time to understand. You still deal with it. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's every day. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always horrible that it gets worse around the holiday season. Which is weird. I know. That's odd. That's mm-hmm. very odd. People are, people are pissed off. I can't. I, the it's like they're too long. Traffic's too it's bad. It's like clockwork during yeah. any major holiday about a week before people are just horrible. So I just mentally prepare. I'm like, I'm just going to like take a back seat yeah. on take this week. Take a little week. sabbatical here. Yeah. Dude, so. I don't, I don't know how, I mean, we, we've battled with this too. We had a, uh, we, we, we had a, a poor investment last year, which ended up in resulting in us closing, buying and closing a business in the same mm-hmm. year. And what came from that was for instance, called me, asked for, you know, they were like, they kind of framed it like, uh, Hey, we're going, you know, we're talking to businesses closing, you know, pizza places are closing. Yeah. Like what happened? You know, we just want to know like, why was it a, uh, was it because of COVID? Was it money? Was it, you know, what happened? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like I'll give my two cents. And, you know, I kind of like, uh, in the minute I was like, you know, I don't know if I really want to even like talk to these people. Yeah. Um, I've heard of these stories before. I've heard how things like come out and I was like, you know, well, we made a bunch of changes to a previous business and they, you know, it just wasn't receptive by the old customer base. They didn't like the changes that we made and it just wasn't a hit, you know? And it was framed as though, like I said that the customers are the reason why I, we fucking Mm. failed which in turn turned, which is not the case right. for one by any means. Right. There's just, no one else to blame, but both Devin and I's decisions. And we were the forefront of that, you know, Yeah. but the bottom line came to, it was a fucking article. It was put out. It got shared in 24 hours, like 427 times had thousands oh. of comments of people just saying, saying things like Devin and Austin are horrible people. Like, like people, nobody, somebody I've never met in my life. The the moral of the story isn't the fact that that it's the fact that everybody wanted to judge everything from the get go, uh, without actually fully understanding the grasp of the issue. And mm-hmm. when they had put this article out, it just seemed like everybody was coming down on us, and nobody. I read that too, and I felt yeah. really bad. I was on I was on your guys' side too. I was like, this is really fucked up. That like I I honestly I was read that those comment threads and i was like people are brutal and for what like for why i just i just feel like we we put ourselves out there to take a risk and you know there wasn't anybody else willing to take the risk at the time and when we did that i felt like you know everybody else gets to go home to Mm -hmm. their families and yeah they had some loss but um i get to be a laughing stock of the article and you know people who tried to buy a pizza place and couldn't make it work 
Well, and yeah. it sucks because I'm sure you guys had great intentions with that too well, as I, well. Like, and it's not like it was <clears throat> malicious. It was like, we want to like stomp on this. Yeah. And it was like, I, from what I saw, like you guys had a really cool vision to bring to life. And like, I was really excited about that. Cause trust me, I went to plenty of places, like plenty of parties at that pizza joint in high school. And yeah, I'm like, that was, did. yeah. Like, and like, I was really excited and it's just so unfortunate too, that some people can't just embrace the change too. Cause change is scary. Change is, is hard. And yeah. well, I think either way, the, the, the point of it, it I mean, the point of that article, the part that hurt me the most is the fact that those, like those people didn't, didn't actually know me. Yeah. They had no idea who I am as a person and my, you know, morals or my core values or what my intent was with anything. They were just super quick to judge based off of, off of the article. You have no idea who I am now and what I'm, you know, what my intent was with the pizza place, but we're willing to air out 20, 15 year old dirty laundry. Right. (laughs) For (laughs) <laughs> sorry yeah. yeah that sucks too you know but oh. people will be people and you know judgment you have to take and you have to learn from it and you just have to learn to swallow the fucking pill dude because mm-hmm. there's those that will never go away you no. know it will like uh we're all humans you know we all have feelings we all have have the ability to make change and make you know, a difference. And we also have the ability to change as people and learn and grow from things. And that's what I think is so impactful about why we named this podcast, the failure podcast, because you have to really fuck something up a couple of times before you kind of figure it out, you know? Right. And you can make mistakes, but it doesn't change who you are as a person. As long as your intent was there, you know, you just need to learn and grow from that. Yeah. And And we all make mistakes too. And it's not a bad thing to admit that and share that with the world either. So no. Yeah. I mean, it's there's, there is ever, there is nobody that you know that is fucking perfect. No, no one. And if you think that for any reason that you should be perfect or that you are perfect, you're wrong. You know, you need to take a step back and think about it for a second because nobody is. And it's important to embrace and be like humble yourself a little bit and understand that, you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love that. I do love that. Okay. I want to stay out of the dark now. <laughs> I don't like this. It's putting me in that zone of like, uh, I remember reading those articles and I don't want to read them again. So. Nope. It's like a, it's like a involuntary, like full body or like reaction. Oh. You can like feel oh, yeah. like, Bro. like clutching. Yeah. It hits me. Yeah. I'd spent so many hours crying and freaking like, you know, I remember when I was trying to write a response. Do you remember that? Oh, this is the last oh, one I'm yeah. going to say about this. And I'm going to move on. But do you remember when I was like sitting up in the office? For I like went in the office hours. for an hour and a half trying to think about it. Was long. It probably was. But I, I recorded like 15 different videos of a response of how I res- wanted to so like respond to the people on this. Yeah. And I never ended up posting the video because I like ended up coming to the conclusion like, why the fuck do I care what these people think about me? Right. Exactly. Like, why do I care? Why do we care? You know, I'm going to, life's going to go on. Life has gone on. We've, we've attempted to, to continue and do great things, you know, and we will, and we'll learn from those mistakes. But like, fuck man, I spent too much energy on that. I feel like you guys have always like done really well. That's something I've admired about you guys too, is like anytime, like I see any negative feedback anywhere on Facebook, which is basically everywhere. Um, but like, I feel like you guys just pivot and you just address the issue without excuses. And I think that's so admirable as a business owner, just to be like, Hey, thank you for that feedback. Like we're going to take this and make this better because like, that's how you get better as a human. And there's so many businesses where I see like, don't do that. And it's like, it's really cringe to see that where they're like, Oh, well this, and it's like excuses. Uh, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, just take accountability to say, Hey, transparency. Cause I think tra- again, authenticity mm-hmm. and transparency goes a long way with people. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. People, you fuck shit up all the time. Like still figuring it out all the time. You know, I still don't even know how to brush my fucking teeth properly. Still figuring that one out. <laughs> you know, do you go here first? 15 seconds or here first? 20 seconds. How long? Up, down, top, right? Well, Which Science could change that in two months now. They could be like, oh, there's a completely boy. different way that it could be. And you just never know. It could change. So don't get comfortable. Dude, dude seriously. No, I, uh, yeah we're constantly learning constantly growing that's super important 
All right. So what's the craziest thing that's happened to you at a show? Oh, gosh. Craziest thing. Anything. Um, or just something that's memorable. Because I've, I've seen some of the videos of this shit. Those, yeah. Those can get, those can get quite intense. Um, I definitely got my fill at Aftershock this last year. Yeah. Um, I was standing back of, like front of house and I was kind of recording stuff for them. And just looking to each side and just being like, these are some crazy, like, crazy motherfuckers. Like, I love you guys, but, like, this is crazy. Like, I saw a human surfboard, which was pretty cool, uh, which is, if you don't know what that is. No, so no idea. You're, like, crowd surfing. Everyone knows what crowd surfing okay, is. Okay, but somebody standing on top of you? Yes. Oh, so wow. somebody was crowd surfing <laughs> on their back. And then somebody stands on top of the person crowd surfing to create a human surfboard. Oh, oh dude. And I got it on video for like a half a second and then they fell. I was going to say the balance you um, have to have to yeah. handle that. The, also, I, I just saw so many crazy things. I saw people passing out, people throwing up. Uh, my favorite one, <laughs> um, I might post this later, but there was a guy crowd surfing and he was like, yeah, yeah. And they just drop him. <laughs> they just drop him. And then I saw, um, I saw one. I wasn't in the... The pit, but the pit was towards the front at yeah. Aftershock. And I saw this video on TikTok from Aftershock, and this girl was crowd surfing, and they threw her directly into the pit. And I was, and she oh. was small. She was, like, maybe 120 pounds. Like and they just chucked her, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, oh. Dude, didn't you that. lose a tooth? Yeah. You so, lose a, oh, man. When I was 17, a couple towns over, there was this, like, four-day music fest uh tom fest okay if that sounds I familiar uh-uh. uh so back in 2009 okay. <laughs> um 100 pound devon was in a circle pit for haste the day oh, and okay. i got fully knocked out in the mouth by so some church dude. emo right <laughs> yeah i'm like you're a church no. emo <laughs> so like that but uh, yeah, this this girl, Hannah Reed, if you're listening, thanks for saving my life. Um, she carried me out of the pit, and now I have a bunch of fake front teeth. No so, way! Yeah, right? And then that was like my the last of my metal days. It's like, I really don't belong in there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a pit goer. I will yeah. be very transparent. That, that was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have some wild stories. I've never been to an actual, like, a show. The only show I, I lied. Really? I've been, no, I've been, I watched, I went to a, a Seosin concert once. And they played with uh, Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Which was which was a pretty dope ass concert. Oh, I'm sure. You like Seosin? I do. Yeah, they have a. Uh, the bassist was uh, my cousin's like husband's husband's brother, brother. or some yeah. shit. I don't know. So he like That's came in. Crazy. I was like 12 at this time. Oh, okay. It was like the first time <laughs> that that somebody had taken me to a concert. But I just remember I loved them, and uh, my cousin Heather, shout out Heather, took me to this concert. And uh, she was like, she was like, hey, I know, I think it's, oh, fuck, what was his name? I know the lead singer's name, or the old Cove, lead, Cove was the old, mm -hmm. uh, didn't they change? They did, yeah. yeah. Or no. Like at some point, there was like a falling out, something like yeah. that, where they got a different lead singer, but maybe he's, he's back, back now. He's back now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's back now, yeah. I, have, I don't know if, I haven't listened to their new album or any stuff that they put out in a while, but I probably should. But, uh. Yeah, she, so she's like, he's gonna meet us at Subway down, the, and it's, we were in like Portland. Or <laughs> so like, this dude, like, I'm like thinking go of this when I was a kid. yeah, dude. No, like when I was a kid, I was like, why is this guy gonna fucking meet me at Subway? But like, whatever. So we like met at Subway, and he like came and hung out with us before the show for a little bit. Oh, that's so. Fun. And then we went and watched this. It was so. I'll never forget that. Oh you yeah, know? like stuff like that is super cool when. Oh yeah. When you could like people take the time out of their day or like just to like because that impacted me. Like I. I was, I remember that moment still, to, I'm 30 years old now. I was, yeah. this is t almost 20 years ago and I'll never forget that this guy was like, showed up at Subway just to talk with me for like five minutes before we played a show, That's which so is nice. fucking dope. But, uh, yeah, dude, that was, uh, I didn't really take it much anywhere after that, but that was the only show I've ever been to. That's wild. Yeah. No, I don't well, have I'm any like, crazy guys, stories on that one. You show, you know, I go to shows constantly, so. You, you got the in? Oh yeah. I go to probably like two or three shows a month, so. Do you really? Oh yeah. There's two or three shows a month going on? Oh, constantly. Oh but my like gosh. not local, I would assume, right? No, they're all in Portland. Okay. All in Portland. So. Okay. What's, what's one that's coming up? Um, I am seeing, um, secrets next month, uh, with a virtue outline in color and nerve. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've heard of a virtue before. Outline in color. 
Yeah. That was, that was the shit like back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. They're yeah. super sweet too. I've, I've connected with them and I did, um, I worked with a virtue recently. So, and they're really excited. So I'm like, I, it's cool for me to like meet the bands cause they're excited to meet me. I'm excited to meet them. And I'm just like, this is so cool. So, so how do you, how did you get into like your first piece of branded content? Um, did somebody reach out to you or did you? Yeah. Um, I, so I kind of, before I started TikTok and stuff, I was kind of trying to blog. I wanted to do something kind of creatively online. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I figured out blogging was not it for me. Um, <laughs> didn't really like the culture of it. I was like, eh, this is not my thing. Um, so a lot I kind of, typing. yeah, it's a lot yeah. of typing and I just didn't love that the culture was not very genuine. Yeah at all. And I didn't feel like the friends that I had solidified, I don't get me wrong. I made some really good friends blogging, but I felt like for the most part, it was, everything was very surface level. And I was like, I don't really like this. Say, I don't, how do you profit from blogging? Yeah, That's exactly. A question, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I did a couple partnerships that were very, very, very small. And it's like, okay. But I think once everything kind of blew up, with what I do now, I was very fortunate. A lot of them came to me and it's just been so constant ever since. Yeah. Um, I have kind of worked on some of my own, but for the most part, a lot of them come to me because it's, I mean, all my videos, not all of them, but especially like my older videos were exploding so rapidly, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. Cause I think, yeah. Cause I think when I started po- posting those videos from TikTok to Instagram, I went from 2,800 followers to 100,000 in six months. That's wild, dude. And it was yeah. crazy. That's so, insane. Yeah. How many do you have on TikTok now? Um, I'm about two, almost 220,000. That's, That's a freaking lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, it's crazy, too, because like some of like the videos that like it's crazy, too, because sometimes the videos reach so many more people than you realize, too. Mm-hmm. Like I've had people that are like, hey, like I found your videos like here like it was just crazy that's how aftershock found me they were like we just saw these viral videos and i was like holy shit like (laughs) this is dope so yeah now i get to work with them and i get to come back with them again this year so it's been really cool how do you uh how do you manage all that shit it's a lot yeah do you have anyone helping you no 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 so when (laughs) when do you ask for help Um, that's a great question. I'm kind of at the point now where things are really crazy. So I'm, I should be seeking out management, but I'm just so stubborn. (laughs) You kind of talked about this. Yeah. It's, it's a challenge too. And it's also, I come from a background of finance and my mom owned a business growing up. I don't, claim to have it all figured out, but I kind of have like a little bit of an idea and it's manageable. And I think for me, I think my systems work for me. It's, I don't know. I, I should, I really do. I think it's honestly one of those things where I have to have a lot of trust in a management mm-hmm. company too, as well. And I've had a couple people I've met with and a couple prospects and they've all been good, but I kind of want to like sit on it a little bit more and research and figure out, you know, you know, if this is a good fit do or they, not. Do they ask for percentages yeah. of your deals more or less? Mm-hmm. What's a, what's like an average percentage? It's about 20% of whatever you bring in. So, and that's also a big thing too. I'm like, I don't know if I want to like relinquish 20%. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's, I mean, for the peace of mind, it might be worth it. But at the same time, I'm like, I can handle it. I would just rather be a little stressed out. And I mean, (laughs) I I talked about this. I have, my best friend is also a, uh, he's a professional drifter. Mm -hmm. He, He drives professionally. Um, Travis reader. And he also doesn't have a manager. Oh, okay. For similar reasons, because mm-hmm. he's just like so, uh, I think, afraid of giving somebody else the, I don't want to put words in his mouth, sorry, but giving somebody else the reins to be able to, yeah. you know, put your shit out there and be mm-hmm. a representation of you when you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, yeah. you really can't trust anybody to be you. Right. And it puts you in a vulnerable position because if what if they make a mistake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what if, you know, I mean, you hear, I mean, I hear about all the time. I'm like, Oh, agency, like gets backlash over. And I'm like, that's like my worst nightmare. Fuck <laughs> it, dude. No, so. for real. We, we deal with that all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. like, because do you guys do everything yourself then too, or 100%. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. There's uh, the only thing that we do, I think that we, we end up uh, pushing out. is going to be like taxes or stuff like that at the mm-hmm. end of the year. But even then, I mean, you know, I'm 
I'm we're, trying we're to do that. It's yeah, just really but that's, hard, but that's a huge undertaking. And like, honestly, hats off to you guys for managing three businesses. Oh, thanks, dude. By yourself. That's incredible. Thanks. I can hardly manage one. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you, yeah. every perspective is everything. Yes. I think that it's super important to remember that like what we've been through is only what you know, you know, right. or like what you can compare is only what you know. So mm-hmm. if your level of shit is here and my level of shit is here, <laughs> They're realistically the same level of shit because they're the worst that we've seen. That's true. You know that what is I mean? True. And I, I, I'm not comparing that to like people that who have, you know, I've, who have had spouses die or like stuff like that or children right. pass away. There's obviously super dramatic things that happen in your life that make you a stronger person, but perspective is everything. And so like, yeah, no, we, I wouldn't say that we work any harder than the average other entrepreneur. We just, just we're just, we have just put DIY it in, element. Yeah. I like that. A yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we fucking do everything ourselves pretty much it. we try to but it also bites us in the ass a lot too mm-hmm. you know I'm because sure. i feel like that it limits your ability to grow when you don't want to ask for help that is um true. and not in a i don't i i'm not saying like i uh there's a right time for everything and i feel like timing is especially in your position oh, like yeah. timing is super important mm-hmm. you don't want to do that initially you lock in this contract for this 20 percent deal or whatever right fucking three months later you're you know yeah this person helped you get to two million followers you know yeah you're growing but what would have happened if you were gonna, that was going to happen anyway right you know you deal with the constant what ifs of like if i do this if i don't and you have to be okay with those decisions yeah you really do dude mm-hmm. you just gotta live with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah but no i i totally bench i totally or i totally feel that it's it's fucking hard it's how do you hard guys manage it with like family and such too family and business yeah oh fuck dude it's <laughs> it's hard you know it's, it's i mean a, it's a struggle yeah yeah no it's it's <laughs> that is something that we've learned to i mean we have we have a lot of family that works works with us mm-hmm. um that's so nice you know my my aunt, we which which oh, i've always had this dream that like i was able to be able to like be if that we take care of of everyone of the family yeah right? and that's like, admirable too i i thank you uh but I think like definitely like the, the only, I, I don't know, even my growing up, my dad always talked about, he's like, I was always like, I'm going to buy you a Corvette dad someday. Aww. It was his dream car, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget that, but maybe someday I will still when I can buy my own self a Corvette. <laughs> maybe cause I can't. Or, or a Toyota. <laughs> or a Toyota. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the, no, the goal is to, would be able to like support the freaking the, the tribe you know, yeah. like support everybody. I think that's the dream. Too. Yeah. That's a dream for everybody. We always want to take care of our family. Yeah. And, um, but it's, it's hard, dude. It's super hard to be able to balance those, those relationships and be able to have those talks of like professionalism and being, you know, uh, being an adult and being like having to have a talk with your 25 year old, 26 year old sister, or, you know, your 40 something year old aunt and be like, Hey, you know, we need to do this a little different, but I find that on oftentimes they're checking me. That's good. Though. <laughs> I'm being on, you know what I mean? They're That's like, Hey bro, you need to fucking do this better. Cause you suck ass. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. But that's you know. like solid family when they feel comfortable and they know you well enough to be like, hey, you're not at your potential to have mm-hmm. that conversation because that is love. That is true love right there. Oh, for real. For real. You know, and it, that's okay. Like I'll, I'll take it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, I think also what makes us good at what we do. Mm-hmm. Our ability to, to humble ourselves a little bit, check yeah. it, you know. That's just important. To, just an important mindset to have yeah. in general. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely uh, one of those things that's, you learn to do though. Like you'd never yeah. expect how to, how to have those conversations or like having those conversations. You could never understand how difficult it really is until oh, you yeah. do it. And they're so uncomfortable too. They're mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. It's, it's awkward with anybody. Yeah. Like firing people is one of, oh. it, it literally takes my soul out. And we have to take turns. Yes. Mm. We, we've like, we, we haven't had to fire that many people, but yeah. the few that we've had to let go, like, it's, the, it's the, a grueling decision. Yeah. No, dude. And it's, I'm sure it's not something that's just like, it's like one mistake. It's like usually like, and it's, yeah. 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 It's ongoing. Yes. But you, yeah. you, you like think about like, you have to like, like I will, uh, I have to like breathe, like calm myself down. Cause I can feel my heart rate will race and I get so much anxiety because I, I absolutely, there's nothing more that I hate than upsetting people or hurting people's feelings. Yeah. I just want everybody to be happy and everybody to be good and successful. And like, 
work out, you know, but there's some, right. I've learned that this, the, you just have to fucking rip the bandaid off sometimes. You just got to do it. Yeah. And ripping that bandaid off sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Like all the mm-hmm. time. Like every, every time, uh, yeah, it's just never a good experience. Well, I'm sure you but. treat like your employees like family too. So it feels like kind of like, like a breakup essentially. Nick. Do you feel like family? He said this earlier. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that would be challenging too, because especially if you know, like, I mean, I've never had employees, but I'm sure, like, you know, my mom's had a business, and like yeah. having employees are like family, and it's 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 almost like a divorce or a breakup, and you're mm-hmm. just like, this sucks, but you know, this is just not working out. But it's it's a decision, it's a business decision for you, but it's also it's a growth opportunity for them. Yeah, I didn't think about that the first the first couple times that that happened. But this, uh, the most recent one I definitely did, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm helping this person, mm-hmm. you know, and that was what Devin told me too. It was just like, it was, it was really, really, really hard because this person was super passionate mm-hmm. about devs and like you could feel it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't there. And it was like, I knew it had to be done. I didn't want to do it. And then, but yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about it for days. Mm-hmm. And then I remember mm-hmm. like Devin was just like, listen. She's it's a growth young. opportunity for you. Yeah, on, yeah. Do great things. You know, do this. You know, I'm sure she took something from it, and that that's all you can you yeah. can hope for and you can think of. But. It's like the same thing. Like when you're young, when you get your heart broken, you're like, it builds character. This yeah. will help you in the long run. And it's like it just might not seem like it right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Growing pains. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't go down that road. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so much like. Ugh. You look back and you're like, ew, gross, oh. please no. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I think we'll wrap this up, dude. Sounds good. But, uh, you know, I really appreciate you having on. What's 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 coming next for you? Um, I am going to be at Aftershock Music Festival in October. I am going to be working with them and I believe potentially doing their TikTok takeover again, too. So Hell yeah. I'm really excited. Um, and then I'm kind of working on another festival right now, um, which I'm going to be potentially partnering with the two largest rock festivals in the entire United States this year, which is pretty crazy for me. So that's amazing. Thank and you. Wow. we look forward to seeing you make f- people smile and do fun shit. Thank and, you. uh, <laughs> we can't wait to watch your success because you're, you're going to continue to blow up and do great things. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, you could find us on Spotify, YouTube, at the failure podcast please like and subscribe to this this would be amazing we don't ask for any money we don't have patreon we have anything like that just share the post if you don't mind we appreciate it help us get out there uh but anyway we appreciate you we'll see you next time